0: Hi everyone, I hope you're well and looking forward to this webinar with Zurich. Zurich is a leading insurance company headquartered in Switzerland. Its customers range from individuals to mid-sized companies and multinational organisations. Today we don't just want to tell you about Zurich, but we also want to open your minds to a sector that you might not have thought of going into, which is insurance. Over the last few years, we've seen many employers from new sectors wanting you STEM students. These range from obviously insurance to intellectual property and law, to name a few. All of these employers and sectors can be found on Gradcracker. So take a look at the sector search under Employers and sectors, which is situated on the top menu of the website to find out more. There are numerous sectors with hundreds of employers and thousands of opportunities. A more detailed explanation of the sectors can also be found in the Grad Cracker Career Centre. Um, Sophie, who we all know, um, has put together a short podcast for many of the sectors you can go into. This area is called Sophie's Super Sectors. Who'd have thought it is, Sophie's Super Sectors? <laughs> um, now, Zurich is fairly new to Grad Cracker and we've treated them to this webinar so they can tell you all about themselves, who they are and what they do. So let's start with the introductions. Um, Georgia, smiley Georgia at the bottom there of my screen, and um, was very excited about jury, uh, joining Brad Cracker and also this webinar. So Georgia is the Talent Acquisition Advisor at Zurich, um, and Georgia's going to give us a little bit more of an insight to who Zurich is, and also take us through the application process and any hints and tips. Now we're going to go on to the grads, and um, they're going to tell us a little bit about the, their job title and what their job entails. So, Abby, if I can start with you. Um, so you work in international property underwriting. What what does that mean?
1: Yeah, so um, this is my second rotation on the grad scheme. So we deal with the international property business at Zurich. So that's either customers with domestic policies within the UK all the way up to uh, bigger kind of global programmes of locations in up to 30 territories. So you know, my typical day would involve assisting the property underwriters with, with my team on their accounts, whether that be helping with... Pricing with their renewals or new business opportunities, um, all the way up to liaising with risk engineering team as well to obtain kind of accurate risk data for our allocations. So yeah, no day is the same, and there's always a lot to
0: learn as well with plenty of training opportunities. Yeah, thank you, Abby. Isaac, on to you.
2: Hi. So I'm a a, a junior data scientist, and uh, data science is quite a new thing in Zurich at the moment. So what we're doing is literally constantly changing. But um, most of it revolves around coding, so in languages such as Python or R. And uh, it can be anything from gathering external data to, like, clean, analyze, and draw, like, inferences from that might help the business, to creating softwares for other people to use, and even making models which, like, predict uh, how likely things are to happen, such as, like, a predicting whether a building is likely to be listed, which is a listed building is like an old building, it's an old pretty building. But yeah, it's really diverse.
3: It's very fun.
0: Oh, good. Thank you, Isaac. And George, onto you.
3: Yeah, um, so so like Abby, I'm also on rotations within Zurich. Um, Currently I work in a claims specialty team um, and specialty effectively means products that are probably less traditional. So we've got products such as cyber, property directors and officers would be the type of things that we would expect to see Um, but effectively I was supporting one of the claims managers there Um, so I get involved in all the different teams and uh, it's a great opportunity to speak to lots of different people and and learn about lots of different products in in a very short time.
0: Thank you George and Shirley last but not least. Yeah. Hi, everyone. So um, I'm actually in a claims team. I'm also on on my second rotation on the grad programme. So I'm in the claims digital experience team. And in this role, um, I am typically responsible for um, ownership of a couple of different projects that are ongoing. Um, I get to get my hands dirty and like... Uh, experience lots of different uh, stakeholders and interact with different um, companies outside of Zurich, so Insurtex and um, other technology companies that are able to assist with um, the facilitation of uh, improving the customer journey uh, from the claims perspective. Fantastic, thank you. So obviously there's, as you can tell, there's a huge variety of roles um, and different rotations open at Zurich, um, and we'll find out a little bit more from the from the grads later on. And um, So thank you very much for the introductions. Um, Georgia, if, if I could start with you. So we all know Zurich as an insurance company, um, but I really do want to dig a, a little bit deeper um, than just the headline um, and get to know who you really are and the different messages that you want to get out to our students. Um, so just answer like a a basic question. So how wide ranging are the things that you insure and and kind of what sort of sectors do you work in? Um, So in
4: terms of the the sectors that we've got, we've got several arms to our business. Um, So we've got Zurich Municipal, um, which looks after the likes of schools, education providers and public sector properties. Um, We've also got our general insurance, so car, travel and property, that kind of thing. Then we've got commercial insurance, so for businesses, and our life insurance. Mm-hmm. So we've got a wide range of customers, including individuals, charities, small businesses, and some of the most well known large organizations. One thing I wanted to throw in there, because I didn't know this and I learned it the other day. Mm-hmm. I like an insight. <laughs> we actually, um, we inspect the Wembley Stadium so we can ensure that England can play at home. And I was like, oh, it's quite,
0: it's quite interesting. That is something to be proud of. <laughs> um, so when the graduates um, or your interns join Zurich, can they experience all, all different sectors or is it just one sector that we're working on or working within, should I say?
4: Yeah, so it kind of depends into what business stream um they they filter into so you know which business stream you choose um and then which department that you then go into um so there's possibility that you can fall into any of those sectors
0: brilliant thank you and how you know you've just mentioned the diversity from working in the public sector all the way to you know football stadiums or sports stadiums And um, is it I'm just going to be blunt is it just a desk job or could you find yourself you know climbing an oil rig to survey the dangers involved in that so how you know how much field work is involved
4: so um we certainly have a variety of roles available and we do tend to leave the um climbing up oil rigs lift shafts to our yeah. engineers yeah um so a career in insurance can certainly be diverse um we need engineer surveyors to inspect for claims yeah and then we've got the claims handlers that are in the offices that process the claims and then we've got the underwriters to write the policies so in terms of like diversity um it, it, it depends how you come in so no it's it's not just all office based
0: Oh fab i would really want to climb that oil rig to be honest <laughs> <I would. laughs> Get away from my desk and climb, climb the rig. <laughs> yeah, if you've
4: got a fear for heights, you probably don't want jelly legs at the top of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair, judge, I'm quite scared of heights. It probably won't be for me. For me. <laughs> um, so yeah, really, that's really interesting. Thank you for that. Now, um, yeah. obviously, we all know the STEM students out there who are who are listening and watching on today um, might think, well, wh- why would an insurance company, you know, the insurance sector in Zurich in particular wouldn't mean, so what is it about a STEM student that you, you want, why you want them to apply?
4: STEM candidates are essential to our business. Um, we need people that have got strong analytical skills, they're confident with data mining and just are able to interrogate numbers yeah. um, and just make them mean something. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might not insocia- associate insurance with technology, but as tech is constantly changing and we are growing, um, a team that work on internal and external internal platforms at the moment, and we need, just need to ensure that we are always evolving and growing as a company. Yeah. So STEM students are really, really important to helping us grow and develop our business. Brilliant.
0: Thank you. Thanks very much for that insight. And we'll we'll be joined um, with George a little bit later on as well towards the end of the webinar. And um, well, George will be going through the application process and also and um, the hints and tips that she can give us and um, or give you the students to apply to the opportunities. And um, so thank you very much for that introduction. Um, before I hand over to Jess, I did want to speak to, you know, all of the grads and interns out there who are watching today. Um, and I did want to mention that now more than more so than ever, the quality of your application is really, really important. And um, we're seeing record breaking visitor numbers to GradCracker every single day. And you really need to make sure that your application stands out. Um, so you might be thinking, OK, yeah, that's fine. But how do I do this? What you need to do is as much research as as you possibly can to really put Jessica's smile in there, (laughs) not in a way. This is what Jess says every single day to the student. Um, But yeah, so make sure you put out a a really well thought out uh, application together. Um, All of the information you need is at your fingertips whether it's on the Gradcracker Company hubs, where each employer has information about them, including very detailed job descriptions, employee profiles, videos, and pages and pages of things like FAQs, the sectors they work in, and the and the career progression. Um, don't forget the career center, um, which is advice given from our employers direct to you. So this isn't us saying this, this is our employers, we're getting all those messages out there. There's lots of handy hints and tips about interview techniques, online applications and starting the job. These can be found in video podcast and blog format. Um, don't forget these webinars, the Zurich webinar included, um, will also be included within the Grad Cracker Career Centre as well. Um, we break up the webinars, I know I say this every week, but we break up the webinars and feature them under the advice sections and, or feature them as a whole webinar as well. Um, so at the end of this, the Zurich webinar will be live tomorrow as a whole and then early doors next week and um, split up into the different sections make sure you do your research and, and make sure, you know, you're putting a really good quality application and Georgia will back me up at the end of this webinar with all the hints and tips and she will be saying exactly the same thing. I, I guarantee it. Um, anyway, right. That's enough of me preaching and being everybody's mum. So Jess, over to you, my love.
5: Brilliant. Thanks, Carla. No, I'm glad you, glad you touched on that. Cause that is something I feel like I'm saying to everyone all the time. So thank you for being <laughs> Um, So yeah so firstly you know again it's a big part of my job is is speaking to students all the time and it's interesting from us grad cracker you know it's not a a company even I would think of straight away um, you know STEM students going into insurance. So Abby I'm going to start with you. Um, Why did you choose to apply to Zurich?
1: Um, I think for me it was definitely the rotational aspect of the grad scheme so you can kind of experience a variety of different roles across Zurich so whether that be in either claims, underwriting, life or they've got business functions as well such as kind of marketing and HR. So I think it's an amazing opportunity to kind of develop skills in a variety of different areas um, and work with different people across the business as well and then obviously you can just apply different aspects of your degree into all those different rotations that you get to experience so that was definitely the big selling point for me I'd say.
5: Fantastic, brilliant. Um, Isaac, I know your um, story is a little bit different. I'm right in thinking that you actually applied for a different role and to the one that you're actually in now, is that right?
2: Yeah, indeed. It's a little bit embarrassing, actually. I turned up to the role thinking
5: uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, thinking
2: it was a, a different role to what I actually came to do. I think I, I applied for uh, being to be an actuary, and I turned up thinking it was auditing. And uh, obviously that did not go very well. But um, still gave it gave it my all in the at the assessment centre, and I was quite lucky in that the the big boss of my current team, uh, Annarita Roschino, was my assessor, mm-hmm. and uh, she absolutely lay into me to be honest. She knew that I was I clearly didn't really know what I was doing, but she really appreciated like um, she she saw potential basically for like to be a data scientist instead. So she gave me the op- she said no, you're not being an actuary. You've you've not done well here, Isaac, but we really think that you'd have, uh, you'd fit in well as a junior data scientist. So she fast tracked me through and I reapplied as a junior data scientist. And I'd never thought about it before. But I'm really glad that that happened because it fits my strengths so much better. And I really enjoy the job. So I'm just glad the opportunity got offered to me really.
5: Yeah. So, you know, out of a bad situation came a good one. Yeah. But Isaac, we would tell everyone that's listening, <laughs> do your research.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a
2: very, definitely do your research.
0: I <laughs> was just shaking head. They're like, no. <laughs> 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 no <we do. laughs> but, uh, that's
5: good. But you know, that you are, you know, it just shows as well you know these um you know the recruiters the people at the other end of the desk you know they do want the best for you they'll know if you're a fit and you know they'll see those skills you know those kind of soft skills whether you're a good communicator you know if you are passionate but you know it will help if you do know the role that you're applying to so you do try and do that first but you know some of I mention a lot when I'm speaking to students you know those kind of I keep mentioning soft skills I mean you know things like being a good communicator a good team player you know showing how passionate you are and it does come across and it can really helps so in your case Isaac obviously you know that was the thing that got you through by the skin of your teeth which is good. Um, so stay with you Isaac tell me a bit uh, more about your role in data science and what that actually comes to. End. So uh,
2: as I mentioned earlier it's um, it's mainly it's all to do with data unsurprisingly um, it's a lot of finding data sets cleaning data sets um, just doing lots of things in coding, mainly as I said, in, part, uh, in, sorry, in Python and R, but also in languages such as uh, SQL, Visual Basic. Basically, everything under the sun has a place in a in, uh, data scientist to do with uh, coding. But surprisingly enough, there's also a lot of opportunities to present, document. It's a lot of Googling. I do a lot of Googling <laughs> and also a lot of learning, which is really nice. It's very, like constantly different challenges and exciting things to learn. And it's all about um, trying to de- de- deliver value from data to the business.
5: Brilliant. So, you know, some of those coding languages that you've, you've learned and have you learned that on the job um, or was there languages you knew before you started?
2: Uh, before I joined, I knew a little bit, tiny little bit of Python, right. and uh, I knew R quite well. But then everything else I've learned. So I've probably learned like another four or five languages on the job.
5: Oh, really? Wow. It's
2: very exciting. I'm going
5: to touch upon training, but did, um, later on, but did um, Zurich help you with the training on that? Or was that something you wanted to do and you did off your own, own kind of merit?
2: Yeah, they very much helped me, particularly um, my manager, always willing to like lend 30 minutes to help me go through like a complex bit of code that I didn't understand or something. There's loads of resources they're always trying to get more you know more stuff out there to try and help you develop
5: yeah brilliant that's good and um, George I'm going to come to you next and um, if you could tell me a bit about the team you work in as well and and the role you play within your team
3: yeah thanks and um, so as I said i work working in a claims team for specialty lines at the moment um And my role really is to support the team manager who is the manager across all four teams. So um, whilst his job is really varied, it's meant that subsequently so is mine. Um, And from from my perspective, it means that I've been increased exposure to lots of different people in lots of different areas. Um, And I think that the best thing for me has been there's been so many different handlers, claims handlers, that is, that I've been able to speak to, gain knowledge from, get in touch with that, it expands, obviously, your own network whilst also increasing, you know, what work you're doing and the variety of it. So I've been really lucky in that perspective. Um, and the managers that I've had so far throughout Zurich have been really, really supportive. Um, and I think all of them are really good on development. And it's meant that, to be honest, I think that when you come in as a graduate, you get such a uh, such sort of a good pedestal to go and really develop in the areas you want to develop in. Um, And going back to what Isaac was saying, you know, that the training aspect is is such that, um, you know, if there's something that you really want to focus on, whether it be within your job remit at the moment or not, uh, my manager has supported me on that. And whether that means I need to take time out to go and do certain training sessions or whether there's like an online suite of um, uh, different training uh, modules that you can go through. I think that support's always been there, but um, but the job I do at the moment means I can sort of vary between doing the job I do and also what I want to gain from being on the grad scheme. Oh,
5: good. Um, Shalani, I'm going to kind of ask the same question to you as well, if that's
0: okay. Yeah, cool. Um, so my role in my team, and um, so, like I mentioned at the beginning, um, I'm in a project based role, uh, so I'm in the claims digital experience team, and um, my manager basically hands different projects to each of the consultants in the team and we get to pick and choose which one we want to kind of run with. Um, so this can range from different digital projects to um, internal projects like tweaking uh, different systems to make the, the, the user that uses it um, their life a bit easier. Um, so for example I'm working on an app right now that helps um, customers uh, interact with their claims handler a bit better um, because previously they didn't really especially in times when uh, they're not able to physically visit their um, risk engineer or claims handler um, to, for, for them to visit the site of the the damaged the damaged site it's a bit difficult to assess the claim um, so now I'm developing I'm with uh, another group in Zurich developing this app to help uh, remotely assess a claim um, which is quite exciting. Uh, So yeah, I get to interact with loads of different stakeholders, internal and external, Um, and the overall kind of aim of my role is to improve the customer's digital journey, Um, and this could be through um, improving the claims process or um, improving the claims handler's uh, system experience um, so that they have a swifter settlement of claims really.
5: Brilliant. Okay, so it sounds as though you all kind of work on quite a lot of different projects, you know, throughout the graduate programme. What would you say your favourite one's been so far?
0: Um, I would say my favourite one is was probably the one that uh, is a project that was launched um, a few months ago now so it's it was part of Zurich's web chat function so that basically customers have more communication channels to contact their Zurich claims handler on so previously uh, Zurich only had phone email or post and so i was lucky enough to work on the project where we used um, the system live person which is an external company uh, to introduce three new um channels the communication communication channels to our um, customers so this was sms whatsapp and um, web messaging. So the chat function that you see on the website. And um, so this involved working with IBM, um, which was really great because, uh, you know, they're a tech giant and it was really good to see how um, they were building the bot um, for us to kind of use. So I helped to launch that and build the portal for us to kind of assess um, how these conversations were coming in. And um, so I also got to get involved in some of the live testing just before it launched to see how it would all kind of run smoothly and there were a few little tweaks that we needed to make um, but we now um we have launched it since then and we get to track it to see how it kind of is going so uh-huh. I sometimes make like manual transfers of the conversation because it it doesn't uh, it's not always running smoothly as it could and um, so yeah it's really exciting to get to work on something that's actually out there and it's live. <laughs> Did you get in the, involved with the whole project from start to finish then? Um, so it wasn't the whole project because I wasn't actually um, in that rotation yet so I joined in June and the project had actually been running for a year by then so I actually joined at the perfect time because um, I got to join as soon as it like just about just when it was about to launch um, so I got to get involved in all the the exciting parts of the project. <laughs> Oh, that's
5: great! And it must be nice, you know. So many people will be using that feature and think, "Oh, I, I did that." You know, yeah. it's got, you know, got you're touching it, which is great. And um, Isaac, how about you? What's your favourite project you've worked on so far?
2: Um So my part my favourite project was uh, creating <laughs> a model which uh, predicts how likely every property, every commercial property in the UK, is to have a fire. So it'd be a score between zero and one, and then. Naught is uh very very unlikely to have a fire and then one is like get out of that house and um it was basically it was so enjoyable because it involved every single part of everything that I've already said about data science it was it's like so constantly changing and exciting and uh it was so rewarding to have like a model at the end of the day and it was really interesting to see how my job was actually relating to the business because they then um took, took the fire scores that I have and then it They sometimes use it to model the prices for the actual insurance. And it was really interesting to see my job actually reaching, you know, the the actual product of Zurich.
5: And it's quite a lot of responsibility that making sure you get it right and-
2: Oh yeah, it was terrifying. When I first made it, it was really, really bad and it had no, it was really bad at predicting fires and it had no idea Uh what was going on. (laughs) And I was like, oh no, but no, it was, it was exciting.
0: Good. Isaac, what do you have to look for then? And is it like if, if a property is made of different materials and things like that? So how, how do you get these ratings?
2: Uh, basically, just ev- everything really. We um, The way we make models is we usually gather as much data as possible about things, like for example, about houses, and then we just chuck it into the models and see how we can get it working, fine-tune them so that they do as, as good as possible. And uh, the most important ones are whether it's listed or not because yeah. listed buildings are usually quite old and like that you're not allowed to change them by law so they normally have really old rusty pipes and stuff and things like that so they break and then because it's commercial whether they have a food standards agency rating which is essentially like it's a score from one to five about how uh, you know how good their catering facilities are and it's because if you have a catering facility turns out you're much more likely to have a fire uh,
0: yeah, when you were talking, then Isaac, a fire engine just went past my building. <laughs> I was oh like, no. <laughs> that <was well> <laughs> I don't know if you all heard that, so yeah, perfect. Thanks Isaac. Sorry, Jess. I was just interested in that bit. No, that's fine. No, that was really
5: interesting. Thank you, Isaac. Um, George, I'm going to move to your next favourite project, please.
3: Yeah, so uh, it's one I did, or well, I actually just finished recently, but um, in claims we have um, some files that are known as aged files. Um, and, and it is exactly how it is, how it sounds on the tin type thing. It's really uh, the types of claims that aren't closed at the moment, but were probably first reported to Zurich back in sometimes in the 90s. So it's really getting an idea as to why those are still open um, and effectively kind of what would we rate them now as, you know, are they likely to Pay 20 million because that particular claim has has continued to go on for so long? Or is it something that we can look to close off a lot sooner? So, this particular project for me was great because um, initially, to get that data, you've got to speak to the actuarial teams. Um, So, from my perspective, it was more of a data project to begin with. And then the project sort of evolved into more of, um, you know, how do we get these updates from handlers? And then you use the communication side of things around, um, you know, how do we report on this data and how do I display it so that I'm actually providing I suppose a value to the to the head of the claims teams to show them exactly you know here's the amount we've got in the year 95 that's un, that's not closed and, and here's how many we've got in sort of 2010 for example so it was my favorite project in that I got to see it from start to finish which is yeah. great um, there was a, a huge ownership from my side which I was um, looking to take on and try and I suppose showcase some of your own skills mm-hmm. um, but but really it's it's that sort of you know here's a project I've finished and you hand it back to them and And like you said earlier, Jess, it was sort of something that you can put your stamp on and say, you know, I did this. And hopefully, you know, future graduates come in or someone else decides to come into that team, they might use it as a base. um, Or I hope maybe they find an even easier and better way to do it. And then uh, then that's a benefit to them as well.
5: That's great. So did you manage to close quite a lot of the old files then? Was that...
3: Yeah, so we used a rating system and we were able to get rid of a few, but um, I won't tell you the, the overall number, but there's still a, still a hefty amount to get through. <laughs> oh,
5: well, you're getting through it then, that's good. Slowly. Abby, please tell me your favourite project. I feel as though I haven't spoken to you for a while. Hello. <laughs> yeah, no,
4: I'd say, um, so going
1: back into my claims, my first rotation in claims, I kind of got involved in an internal project working on a competitor analysis piece. So we looked at the online claims journey um and then kind of compared that against our key competitors so that was a good way for me like just starting the role as well to not only learn about our kind of capabilities at Zurich but also about what's happening in the market and how we compare against our key competitors and then I had the opportunity to kind of present that back um my key findings at the end of the project at the end to some key stakeholders so no that was really good um but yeah I think there's uh, there's been other opportunities to get involved in projects not just within my team as well and there's loads of things that go on of outside your team where you kind of network across and get involved in projects that go all over Zurich so that's That's good good. I really you know I I like the
5: the idea that you can network you know meet other people you're not just stuck within one team I think that's so important definitely um you know networking is key and making those relationships is great um so that's good I bet you were nervous when you did your presentation though.
1: yeah definitely especially we have being in my kind of first I was in my first role as I think that's probably the first time I kind of presented back to some Big Wigs of Zurich. So, yeah, that was a good one.
5: <laughs> oh, and um, so, yeah, kind of moving back to training, I know we mentioned it at the beginning and I know that, um, you know, when I speak to a lot of the students, you know, it's one thing that they look for when they, you know, they're looking at job descriptions, looking at different companies out there. And a lot of students say, you know, they want training when they when they get into the graduate program or into the placement. And um, so, George, I know you've got some examples of the training that you've gone through. Can you tell the audience a bit more detail about your experiences there?
3: Yeah, I mean, we've been through a lot of training. I think all of us on the call can can testify to that. And and it's a it's a really good thing because we've got obviously the on the job training. So in my current role, you know, when I first started, um, I was sat down with certain claims handlers to go through systems. You know, why they reserve in claims, um, what instances would we pay a claim, what what times wouldn't we? Um, but then also outside of that, we're we're doing insurance based exams as well, which are um well known within the market the insurance market that is um for i suppose uh, getting something against your name that says you know i understand this part of insurance i understand um different areas and different lines of business so i think really for us as well um we're creating and having training that is giving us not only help in our current role but something that we can take forward with us and um I think when you look at a lot of the people who are um, probably like the leaders within Zurich, i.e. like the directors, or people who are in sort of corporate roles, a lot of them have gone through these um, market insurance exams already. So I think it's important to do it because if you've got aspirations of, of taking your career to that level, um, I think the expectation is that you have done these at some point. So to do them so early on in our career is really good because then it sort of gets it out of the way in one respect, but equally you learn a lot as you do them. So there's that side of it um but then also we learn kind of from each other and we're all doing very different jobs so even today for me you know, i'm learning things about different areas of the business which although isn't you know training where we sit down and we specifically talk about it you know just by some here we can conversation sometimes that's that's training in itself
5: mm-hmm. so these exams then that, that you do you know obviously the more exams you do the more qualified you'll be but then where does that lead you where you know you do all these exams what could you be at the end of that
3: yeah, I mean, the exams don't don't sort of result in any job. And, and I think that's a good thing because really you should want to do the exams because you want to learn to, to, to begin right. with. Um, but what they really do is give you a good overview of insurance outside of Zurich as well. And that's really important because I think in order for you to, you know, um, look after customers in the correct way and, and sort of go about your career in the way that you want to, you need to understand more than just the job you do, don't you? So um, I think that's what the what the exams are based around but sometimes it might introduce you to an area of insurance you've never been a part of before and you might decide oh actually I'd like to go and maybe do six months working in that team and and that's something that Zurich would support you on.
5: Yeah no that's great um that's fantastic um yeah so moving to you then um Shalani what what kind of um training have you had in terms of um being on the program so far?
0: Yeah so I think much of the same as as george mentioned so on top of like our insurance exams where we get to kind of get an in-depth um you know exposure into like what what insurance basically is um and i feel like once you know once we're qualified and things like that you are a lot more attractive to the insurance market so you get to you know be exposed to different roles that you typically wouldn't have a thought about joining them as George mentioned. So yeah, we get that kind of training, but then also like um, our own team training. So I was actually part of the energy uh, global energy underwriting team in my previous role. And I had not a clue about what that entailed. So I received a lot of training into, you know, insuring an oil rig as, as you guys mentioned earlier. So um, yeah, it was a lot of uh, industry special, specialized knowledge into uh, what exactly uh, energy insurance is. So uh, this entailed uh, things like company presentations. So I would go and sit with clients and they would tell me all about what kind of things they, uh, they want to ensure. And um, I'd go to different broker meetings um, and then yeah, tra- training involved me going to the Lloyds of London building and just receiving like different lectures <laughs> on different um, topics such as, um, you know, what, is t- what are the typical loss scenarios in, in an energy insurance asset? So yeah, it was really interesting. Um, and then in my current role, um, I get lots of training because the role entails me having to then pass on my training skills to different claims teams, um, because the digital team are the ones that have to learn it first. So I get trained to be a trainer um, and then share my wider expertise to the claims section. Um, so that's really good. And then um, for the grad programme, through the grad programme as well, we receive like a vast amount of training, so in terms of personal development and then soft skill training too, um, so, for example, like when pre-COVID, we used to go to lots of different workshops and we'd get, we used to get together as a cohort and, and we'd like do things like analysing our types of personality um, and then we'd have to see how we can adapt, to the, adapt, adapt this in the workplace. So that was really interesting mm-hmm. to do. Um, and then just recently we were uh, involved in like a presentation workshop. So um, that was actually meant to be done face to face, but it had to be moved virtually, which actually turned out to be better because um, I've been able to like use those skills now and learn how to do a presentation virtually, which is something that you typically wouldn't know how to do. Um, So, yeah, lots of training involved on the grant programme. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think a bit naive to the whole
5: insurance world. You just think of the times that you've had to, you know, go through the insurance process, whether it be car insurance or home insurance. But, yeah, you don't think about, you know, like you said, working on, you know, insuring the oil oil, uh, sector or the energy sector or whatever. That does never even cross my mind. That's kind of like, yeah you know
0: you kind of don't think of stuff like that you just think insurance like I say pet insurance or something like that that's cool yeah no it's really interesting to get involved in the commercial side of insurance because a lot of the times we do think it's just personal insurance like car or motor or um you know travel insurance so seeing it from like a really big perspective and insuring like millions of dollars of um assets is like really um insightful and um yeah it's it's nice to get involved in even though I can't actually write any of the deals myself right now, <laughs> not yet. i was gonna say, not, not yet. <laughs> That's cool though.
5: Again, it's something you don't think about. Um, so this, um, so that, yeah, the next thing I want to kind of talk about is like the like your, your future plans and the ambitions, and uh, that you, you're hoping to have with Zurich and what the future's looking like for you all. So, Abby, what what's the future going to tell for you if, if you could plan it out?
1: Good question. Um, yeah, I think. The good thing about the grass scheme is that you can kind of get the opportunity to explore all different areas, obviously, of the organisation, like I said before. So I think the more rotations I go in, the more I'm going to learn about what I want to do kind of long term. So I'm still kind of ironing that out at the moment. But I'm hoping to kind of in the future gain experience in a technical claims handling role um, so I can kind of gain further expertise and credibility that I can then take into future roles. And then I think at the end of the GRAS scheme, I'd quite like to be in a role where I can kind of use my creativity because I quite enjoy that side of things and then being something where I can work with a variety of different people as well as our customers as well because I quite like that external facing aspect and then I think also just utilize kind of project management and leadership skills and redevelop my skills in that area I'd say is my kind of yeah five-year plan brilliant
5: it's good that you said that though because I think sometimes as well you know going on a graduate program I know you've kind of committed at that point to that particular employer in that industry but it's okay to start kind of be still on a grad program not really show what you want to do Mm. at the end of it you know that's the whole point of the grad program to try and experience get as much exposure network like everyone said and you know it's a great point that you know you don't have to know yet and it's
1: yeah definitely I think it's hard not to put pressure on yourself to be like oh I need to know exactly what I want to do but I think that is the beauty of the grad program is that the more you go on you kind of i'm learning more and more about myself in each kind of rotation because i know what i like and what i really don't want to do so yeah. yeah that's
5: really good george how about you
3: yeah a little bit similar to Abby. I, I probably don't know what that that thing is i want to do at the end i think yeah. what what i've really found helpful going through the rotations i've done is is just trying to find things that um that you're interested in and because i think that really if you want to develop your career in it you're going to have to be quite passionate about that type of thing so um i think for me personally it would be i would probably look to be in a sort of a niche area of insurance so maybe something that's um fairly small at the moment but could grow into quite a big line of insurance so I suppose one of the things and it's not small anymore but an example of that would be you know two years ago cyber insurance wasn't really um, a really big part of insurance but now it seems almost um, yeah unquestionable that you wouldn't have it as a business because of the amount of cyber attacks we're seeing and, and and Partly down to that is the fact that it's all over the news, isn't it? And and people then sort of learn via that way. So um, I think I'd like to try and find some sort of insurance that is like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as you, as you know, as that area of insurance gets bigger and you're there at the beginning, you kind of grow with it. So, you know, even though you're in a big company like Zurich, it kind of feels like you're working for a small company because it's just you and maybe three or four other people in the team. And then all of a sudden over two or three years, it might double in size. and, And subsequently, I think you can grow with that, which is nice.
5: Yeah and that's another really interesting point because like you say you can't again you just think you're always going to need home and life insurance or whatever but there's so many different areas of it that's growing, new, changing which is must be really exciting. Um, Shalani how about
0: you? Um, yeah so I think much the same as what the other guys have said so yeah I think because I've still got two rotations left on the grad scheme I think my main kind of plan is to get a broad range of like different skills and knowledge and get to know, get to grips of the main functions of Zurich. So I've done like a stint in life insurance. I've done a bit of underwriting, mm. done some claims, um, and I really like to go and look at uh, Zurich municipal. So, and, um, you know, gaining the knowledge there and then also um, expanding my skill set. So um, I'd really like to get some managerial experience because I know that it's possible on the grad scheme to be able to manage people, um, even though we're quite new to our careers ourselves. Um, but also, yeah, just um, expand, just expanding my skill set in general and just becoming a, a, a more confident person so that when I do move into my uh, permanent role, I'm you know I'm ready to kind of face it. Yeah. Um, but then I would also say, in terms of my future plans, I think one of my main ambitions is to work abroad at one point um, because I know Zurich is like a really global company and it's yeah. got offices like all over the world. Um, and there's lots of different opportunities to go overseas. And, and experience the culture and different offices and locations. So, I think it would be a really great experience and to get some international exposure because, yeah. especially like in a stream of business such as energy insurance, it's worldwide. And to be able to go and like maybe do a site visit in one of the oil rigs, it's like something that I'd really want to experience at one point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that. <laughs>
5: Georgia just to ask you a question you know if a grad was on the
0: grad program and they wanted to do
5: something internationally in within the grad program can they do that or is it typically they need to be in the UK
4: yeah um it is typically they need to be in the UK but then after
5: that they could say they want to go anywhere else like shall brilliant yeah, okay
4: absolutely.
5: Isaac how about you
2: um, so my plans and ambitions for Zurich are mainly just to remove the junior from my name, uh, from my title. Sorry, and actually, I love, I love actually become a full-on data scientist. Um, good. But it's mainly around like self-progression and learning. Just yeah. keep make sure I'm making use of all of the opportunities that Zurich are providing to keep like becoming better at my job, becoming more knowledgeable about the uh, sector, the business, just everything. Just keep keep learning and becoming better at um, my job is my plan really. And then hopefully see where that takes me bigger and better things.
5: Sounds like a good plan. I like it. Um, George, just want to talk to you next about the application process, if that's okay. And what advice would you give um, to any listeners that are very excited now thinking, Oh my God, I want to work at Zurich. How do I go about it? How do I make sure my application is successful? What advice would you give to them?
3: Yeah, uh, good question. I think I'll leave the uh, how you put your application together down to maybe Georgia, she's probably ever seen so many of them, she'll probably tell you the good and the bad. But um, I think from the, the actual process, um, I think we mentioned this, but understand the company as much as possible, because you, you'd be expected to make reference to it in any interview or within your covering letter, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've got to tailor it to an extent, because it has to be sort of something that Zurich want from you. So, um, that would be my first thing, and just coming with a real passion. Um, I think the second thing is during the application process, just kind of be patient as well. You know, I, you know, we've probably all been in the same situation where you might have two or three applications on the go with different companies, and um, sometimes it can be quite hard and, and laborious to, to do all of them. But you just kind of need to have a bit of patience because there are so many applicants sometimes that um, you know you're not going to hear you know the next day as much as you'd like to refresh your your email inbox. Um, so so just do that, and and I think lastly. Um, have an opinion if you've got one and and share it with with in your interview and all your processes um, I think in insurance we're quite traditional um, at times and that sometimes everyone just thinks about like you say insurance they think car insurance pet yeah. insurance and it's quite a process laborious almost you know like finance financial type industry and, and it's really not and actually um, I think going forward they really want to hear from what we've got to say and offering our opinions so if you've got an opinion you know it doesn't matter how junior you are if it's if it's a sensible opinion and you put it across the right way then then do it because you'll you'll stand out for the right reason
5: brilliant love it abby how about you
1: yeah i think yeah i definitely agree with george very much the same i think yeah definitely a big one is to prepare i think there wasn't any kind of specified prep work i think before the assessment center I remember kind of sat in the hotel room the night before, kind of like researching away, and definitely are they the kind of scenario based questions? It's good to have note down previous examples that you might have from uni or work or like other activities that you can then kind of like have in your back pocket for the day. Nice. Um, I think definitely, like, obviously, smile, and then I think more just be yourself as well. Because I think Zurich as a brand, as well, you can tell they definitely just want to get to know your personality and fit for the brand just as much as they want to know your kind of knowledge and general fit for the role as well so that's definitely a good one. No, that's
5: great. Relax, that's I think great. as hard as that is, to, easier, easier said than done obviously but yeah. <laughs> yeah but I think that's the thing you know the more research you do and you know you can never be 100% confident in these situations you know all those before this were like oh I don't think we can do it but then you know as long as you're prepared you've got something to fall back on we're all human you just got to go for it and not you? Um, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, guys, for your advice, Carla. I'm going to hand the reins back to you.
0: Thanks, my love. Thanks, Make it sensible again. <laughs> back to normality. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I want to pick up on two points there. Um, firstly, Abby, you know, just what you've mentioned, it is about relaxing. But you know, what our boss always says to us, Jess, is you know, showing showing that you are nervous is also good. You know, it shows that you care. It shows that you're a human. You know, I've done five, six. Seven of these webinars now and you know beforehand we're all doing the chair dance we're all trying to relax and everything else and it's fine to just to be a little bit nervous and and ensure that you are apprehensive because that does mean you care and so yeah so thanks for picking that up abby and also george something, something that you mentioned before and i think and um, This is more aimed at the undergraduates out there who are thinking about doing a placement. It's, it's not just the structured training that you should learn on. It's about absorbing the environment as well. You know, George has just said he's spoken to, he's hearing about a lot of his colleagues here that he didn't really know that part of the business. And it's absolutely fine to be like that, just always have your, your ears open and this is what we say here at Grad Cracker as well, you know I've had structured training where you know my boss has sat me down and said right Carol, this is how you do this, but then I've also listened to people on the phone, listened to people present and I've, I've gained a lot of experience just by doing that as well, so I think you know grads who are currently in a graduate program or interns thinking about going on to a, an internship placement yeah, always, always have your ears open. I think that is really, really important. And George, that was a really good point to make that. I don't think we've, we've made that point um, in, in previous webinars. So thank you very much for that. Um, George, little one sat there in the corner of my screen. Um, so we've heard about how fantastic Zurich is, obviously all the different opportunities which you know, it's completely opened my mind. Um, now, obviously, a student can find the, the placements um, and the graduate opportunities on Grad Cracker, but can you just explain what the, the application process entails?
4: Yeah, of course. So um, I think, like you, quite, like you mentioned, um, Carla, with regards to sort of have a look at our hub on Grad Cracker, um, find out more, meet some of the people um, that are, you know, from Zurich. Um, and see what they've got to say um, and, and see what stream you like the sound of um, and, and kind of go from there really. I think the, the process from there is, is fairly straightforward. Um, you just kind of apply on our online system, which is probably easier for you guys applying than us trying to use in, in the office. <laughs> um, it's... With We have such a volume of applications um, already. So it'd be great to see sort of, you know, who applies off the back of this too. Um, So once you um, get onto our online system, um, just pop in all your personal information. um, And then from there, we will automatically progress you. So as long as you've sort of qualified from your pre-screening questions, you will then be progressed to um, what we call an SJT, which is a situational judgment test. I had to make sure I got that right then.
0: And <laughs> I noticed <she> you slow down.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then after, um, so um, after that, um, there's a game. So that's to test your cognitive skills mm-hmm. and then followed by a video interview. So subject to passing the SJT, you'll then be moved forward onto sort of our, our values assessment. Um, And then if you pass all of these, you will then be invited to our final stage interview, Mm -hmm. um, which consists of a case study, followed by a competency interview. Mm -hmm. And of course, this year, um, we're under no illusion, things are very different. So of course, we have adapted our approach and catered for that. Um, And everything is going to be digital and virtual um so we're moving away from the face-to-face assessments um, and center days for now and it's quite possible um it might remain that way um and we're moving to a digital interview and case study exercise so we're really looking forward to seeing how it all goes for everyone this year Um,
0: georgia just on that what do you mean by
4: case study so um essentially it's An exercise where we're going to be, we're given, we give the, grad not to give too much away, (laughs) but we're going to give the grads like, it's like a basis of um, information to go by. And then they will have time about 45 minutes to an hour whereby they will then sort of put certain bits together (laughs) and then create a case study (laughs) of which they will then present back in their one-to-one interview
0: yeah, um, if that's that's a very
4: roundabout summary, I am, I am <laughs> But that's all I can give.
0: No, that's right. Before, before we did this um, webinar, obviously me and Georgia and Jess and all the guys get together, and me and Jess said to everybody, "Is there anything that we can't talk about?" And everybody's like, "No, no, Carla, you can talk about what you want." And Georgia sat there now going, "Oh, should have said that." <laughs> Forgot so. that one. <laughs> so thank you very much for that. And, and from a student, I don't know if this is a difficult question, but from a student applying to, you know, finding out if you know they've gone through the whole process, how long does the process take?
4: It can very much vary. Um, so we will uh, we will process applications all the time. Yeah. So as they're coming in, we are constantly processing applications. The volumes are very high. So in terms of a typical application process, it's it's not so it's not so it's not so quick. Um, but it is still where there are certain so you've got the SJTs then the video assessments. So from the SJT to the video assessments, it's really slick yeah. and quite quick. Um, and then there will be a slight delay between passing the video assessment and then being invited to the assessment centre because we've still got the backlog of people going through the SJTs and the video assessments. So then once we've closed off, um, how do we call it? Once we've sort of shut down the vacancies and we've stopped the campaign essentially, um, and we've caught everybody up and gave everyone the fair opportunity, um, then we will then start looking at dates and getting people booked in for assessment centres. So it's 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 a slip process.
5: Perfect. Thanks, Georgia. And Georgia, sorry, interruption. Um, George, do you know
4: when your closing date is? Not yet. Okay. No, we haven't got a closing date in sight, just at the moment that's fine it's just something i have saying again
5: a lot to people that you know people that are listening you know if you see an opportunity make sure you apply to it you know don't hang around and think oh i'll apply to that next week or apply to that next week and you know, if you see it apply now because yeah. what yeah. you don't want to happen is you like it you don't apply to it straight away and then it comes off the site say for example you give us a ring say shut it we've got too many applications we don't need any more and um, you don't want to be kind of left out so if you do see it you like it after this you know maybe spend your weekend getting your
4: application in Definitely. certainly just to add to that as well Jessica thank you um is we'd probably look to give um, a week's sort of notice period so potentially um we'll once we've got that that closing date in mind we'll probably look to sort of let you guys know and then you can pop it on our hub and then people have got a deadline that they yeah. can reach
0: great. And to everybody out there obviously if you follow um you'll be alerted to all these things like deadlines you know keep an eye on our social media pages as well um but like jess said and, and george has mentioned throughout her little part there application numbers are high you know this is what I mentioned right at the beginning of the webinar and so this is now your time to shine really really I can't stress enough to be really put a good and quality application together and again reiterating Georgia what you've said about their hub there's some really really good um, information on there from application the application process choosing your future and hints and tips benefits and things like that so Definitely go and have a look, but from the horse's mouth, not calling you a horse. Um, what key hints and tips would you give a student applying specifically to the insurance sector and to Zurich?
4: Um, so I think for us, it's definitely take your time and be prepared. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, you don't want to be hopping into it and then be, you know, making your way through the application process thinking, damn, I, I wish I took my time um there's you uni- preparation is key with with everything <laughs> um so you know I mean in terms in terms of that yeah and we want to see you be yourself as well definitely yeah. um I mean I think that's the main thing Prepa- yeah. prepare um take your time and find it find somewhere that's quiet where you're not going to get distracted and really sort of make sure it's it's a nice process for yourself especially when it comes to the video interview you yeah. want to be relaxed you want to have a nice environment around you um and to be honest some people find that quite daunting the video interview side of it it's, yeah. it is really quite new for a lot of people out there um I know sort of a lot of us are getting used to it now but you kind of you've not got anyone talking back at You like we have today, you are talking to a camera, so you don't know if you've said something right or wrong. So you really need to prepare yourself and really just relax and be yourself. Um, we viewed a couple of videos already and there's some really good characters that we we just love to see come through. You know, we're all human. Um, so it's it doesn't matter if you say something wrong, you can correct yourself. It's okay. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, we all we all say things you think, oh, I shouldn't have said that. This is my life on a Thursday night and I'm re-watching these webinars. Um, but yeah, be yourself. You know, this is what everybody wants. You know, they want to see the 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 genuine you. Um, and I yeah. think that's important to, you know, Georgia and, and Zurich in general. Um so it's been it's been an absolute pleasure um very insightful. Thank you very much to all you grads and obviously Georgia as well uh, for taking part today. As we've all mentioned, and um, they've currently, Zurich has currently got five placements and five graduate opportunities and um, listed on the Zurich Company Hub on GradCracker, and um, but actually those five vacancies and are not for five people, so they're actually recruiting twenty six graduates in total and seventeen interns, and um, so again, and then there's lots and lots of opportunities open to you, and um, so make sure you do not miss out, and um, by you know. Being complacent with your application or leaving it to the last minute, your time is of the essence. Um, So thanks everybody for joining us today. Um, Me and Jessica, the A team, will be with you next Thursday, um, same place, same time at two o'clock. We are joined next Thursday by Fraser Nash. You might not have heard of him, but they are a fascinating engineering technology consultancy company. Um, They work in a wide range of sectors. And We'll be joined by Ian, who's a recruitment business partner, and three grads who have got some really, really exciting stories to tell. And I'm really looking forward to sharing those stories with you all. Um, So thank you very much, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you to the panel. You've all been amazing. And we will see you all next week. Take care, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye-bye.